Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a weekly look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Coming up, we'll have a look at this week's Louisiana Ag News headlines. We'll check out the latest happenings at the state capitol and in Washington, D.C. in our grassroots government segment. We'll hear from one of you as we take you to the fields and pastures of the Bayou State and find out the latest in crop and cattle conditions. And we'll look inside the markets with commentary from experts at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. All of this and more coming up on this week's podcast. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Kerry Martin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 17 of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for September 7th of 2018. I'm your host, Kerry Martin. Coming up on this week's podcast, we kick it off with a look at news headlines and follow that up with a visit with Louisiana Congressman Ralph Abraham. Congressman Abraham sits on the House-Senate Conference Committee for the 2018 Farm Bill. They met last Wednesday, and then shortly after that, we visited with Congressman Abraham to get an update on what's going on with that conference committee. He'll give us his opinion on whether or not they'll get a bill done and on the president's desk soon before the current Farm Bill runs out. We go in the field this week to talk with a sugarcane producer. Mike Malawsaw of St. Martin Parish joins us to give us an update on how his sugarcane planting is going. He's also in the middle of harvesting soybeans. And in just a couple of weeks, they'll kick off grinding season. So we'll visit with Mike and get an update from the field on how everything's going on his farm in St. Martin Parish. We follow that up with a look at the markets. Our regular market analysts, Greg Fox and Dave Foster, are standing by with their insights on the grain and cattle markets. Then wrap it all up with a look at the Louisiana Ag Calendar. All that's coming up on Episode 17 of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. And it all kicks off right now. a look at the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. In news headlines this week, one week ago, we were afraid that we were going to hit by what could possibly be Hurricane Gordon. It was taking dead aim on Louisiana. However, as the week played out, Gordon decided to take a more northerly turn and go up through Mississippi and Alabama. So we escaped a potentially devastating storm for Louisiana farmers and ranchers. However, Louisiana Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry Mike Strain reminds us that it is time to get prepared. We are in the peak of hurricane season, and you need to be ready to go at a minute's notice for both yourself, your pets, and your livestock. Now that we're in the middle of hurricane season, it's very important to have your game plan prepared. You know, we're really not out of the weather until at least November the 30th, and right now we're seeing tropical storms, soon to be Hurricane Gordon coming into shore. It's going to clip a little bit of Louisiana. It's going to hit Mississippi and part of Alabama. But now is the time we really need to think about our hurricane preparations. 
we really encourage everyone to know where you intend to go if the storm comes your way. Have all of your, your important papers together. Have a plan for your pets. You know, if, and really, if you're going to bring them with you, if you need to have your sky kennels, you need to have them now. You need to have some extra food, some extra water. For your livestock, if you are in harm's way and where it's going to flood, now is the time to move them to higher ground. Don't wait until it becomes a rescue mission. Also, if you're moving your horses, again, have a place to go. Already have an agreement with another farm, another stables. Bring your own feed, your own hay, and if you can, some of your own water. And very important to bring all of your medical and your vaccination records, your, your animals' records, as well as your records that you can bring. Uh, because, again, when, when we move, we never know how long it will be before you get back home. And right now is the time to make those plans. Because remember, when the storm gets close, the interstates and all of the surrounding highways become totally congested. So now is the time we need to be vigilant. We need to be prepared. We need to have a game plan on. And when, and when we say it's time to go, time to evacuate, we need to go. We need to evacuate. Again, it's very, very important so that an evacuation doesn't later become a rescue mission. Most of Louisiana's corn crop is now out of the field, avoiding the extra rain that Gordon is bringing. Franklin Parish farmer Adam Falk. We finished uh, cutting corn Monday afternoon. Uh, I think corn did mighty well for the year that, that we had. Uh, it, it wasn't a bumper crop, and it wasn't a bad crop. It was just, I say, a, a good average crop. At least two of Louisiana's main crops are moving along rapidly. Don Molino has more on that story. LSU Ag Center Extension Service Cotton Specialist Dr. Dan Frommy reports bowls are starting to open around the state. I think we're going to be uh, really uh, happy this year as far as yields are concerned on the statewide level. However, uh, you know, there has been some extremely dry areas this year in the state as far as cotton production is concerned, especially up in the uh, the northwestern part of the state where it's been uh, really extremely dry all year. Other areas, uh, we've had uh, rainfall. Uh, I think that's uh, pretty well been on a satisfactory level. Uh, we've got a lot of farmers up in the northeastern part of the state that are really anticipating a good cotton crop this year, as well as here in the uh, the central part of the state as well. Frommy, who's based at the Deanley Research Station just south of Alexandria, says this year's crop has progressed quickly compared to the last couple of years. Due to the uh, warm temperatures that we've had, uh, I expect some defoliation to actually take place this week. If some is not, it did not take place last week. And, uh, you know, we'll start to see some pickers here uh, out in the field and about, uh, you know, by the middle of September for sure. This year's crop, I think, is going to be the best that uh, that we've had since the uh, 2013 and uh, 2014 crop for sure. Uh, we all remember the uh, 16 and 17 crop. We just had excessive amounts of rainfall, a lot of bowl rot and target spot and so forth. But uh, this year, I think we're in for a, for a treat this year from a, a statewide perspective as far as yields are concerned. Frommy also serves as the LSU Ag Center Extension Service Corn Specialist. He says 80 to 90 percent of the state's corn crop has now been harvested. To kind of summarize this year's crop, it's a little bit different, sort of a mixed bag this year as far as yields are concerned. We uh, obviously were dry back in May and June, so uh, there's been some people that have been very surprised on how good the yields have been this year, and then others kind of disappointed. We're hoping to average somewhere about 160 bushels this year. That would be down from uh, the last couple of years where we've been well over 180 bushels. 
it's going to be a real it's a hard year to put a number on what our yields are going to be until uh, we get all the reports later on uh, this fall. We've had some farmers say they're off 10, 20 bushels this year. Luckily, here in Louisiana, 60 to 70 percent of our acres are irrigated, so that helps as well. This year, compared to last year, will not be a bend buster, but there are a lot of people out there that are, that are really satisfied this year considering how dry it was. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Both Louisiana cotton and sweet potato harvest is getting underway this week, according to the latest Louisiana Crop Progress and Condition Report. Now, cotton is in the very early stages. Only 1% of the crop reported to be harvested. 79% has open bowls. When we look at sweet potatoes, we're at the 9% harvested mark. Sweet potato conditions look fairly good. We have 61% of the crop rated good, 32% fair, and 7% rated poor. Soybean harvest continues to pick up steam. We're now a 34% harvested on soybeans. And, of course, we're wrapping up both corn and rice harvest. Corn now 94% done. Rice harvest at 84% complete. As we have done all summer long, we look at the crop condition ratings and we see the one big thing that sticks out is pasture ratings. We're still very dry in Louisiana as far as pastures are concerned. We have 27% of Louisiana's pastures rated poor to very poor. We've also seen a drop in soybean condition ratings. Right now we're looking at 11% excellent, 37% good, 41% fair, but we do have double digits in the poor to very poor category. 11% of our soybean crop now rated poor to very poor. Sugarcane continues to move along with 13% of that crop rated excellent, 49% good, 32% fair, and 6% of the cane is rated poor to very poor. Even with the ongoing trade dispute problems, it looks like Louisiana soybean farmers are still going to find plenty of markets for their crop, even without China in the picture. Don Molino has more. LSU Ag Center economist Dr. Michael Deliberto says old crop soybean demand is still strong despite the ongoing trade issues with China. USDA had a uh, record level of soybean uh, meal exports in the second half of the 2017-18 crop year. So I think that growth is fueling soybean demand. Our soybean meal exports have gained market share to secondary markets like Indonesia, the Philippines, Vietnam, Thailand. And I think that has helped because you've also had a deficit of soybean exports coming out of countries like Argentina, who otherwise would be major, major exporters, but are now suffering through drought and have actually had to start importing soybeans, some from the U.S., to satisfy their own domestic crush needs. So demand for soybeans outside of this current situation with China right now does remain fairly strong, and it does provide some good news for a market that has been really struggling to find any kind of sustained price improvement. Louisiana exports almost 60% of the soybean crop to China. You know, majority of our soybean crop, similar to like our cotton crop, it's produced for the export market. And China's the largest soybean uh, importer in the world. Brazil is our major competitor out there. They've actually outpaced us in terms of being able to supply the Chinese market in recent years. 
Come October 1, uh, seasonal patterns for delivery tend to shift. Uh, that's a point in, uh, in the year where China turns off of Brazilian soybeans and they start to import uh, U.S. soybeans, or at least they've done that traditionally in the past. With these 25% tariffs that are on soybeans right now, how competitive are U.S. soybeans priced relative to the premiums that are coming out of the Brazil market? Brazil has some infrastructure hurdles to get over. Their ability to supply may become an issue moving forward as well. Still a lot of unknowns out there on the market. The August supply-demand report from USDA showed an estimated yield increase nationwide for soybeans to 51 bushels per acre this season. Dr. Deliberto says those high-yield estimates have caused crop supplies to increase. Even though we've, we've been seeing strong demand in secondary markets, uh, this tension with China does remain uh, a cloud on the soybean market right now. And I think if we can normalize trade relations with China and start to export soybeans to that country, I know they've taken uh, three cargo ships already, which is a positive sign. I know the differential over the premium that the Brazil soybeans were getting over there, we're starting to close that gap a little bit. Trade talks are scheduled to resume fairly soon here in the next couple weeks. So I think the market is definitely looking for some optimism in terms of trying to get a handle on what these final production numbers are going to be so that the market has some kind of indication on where it wants to go. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. That is a look at a few of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always keep up with the latest happenings in Louisiana agriculture on our website, voiceoflaag.org. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. It'll be emailed to you each weekday morning at 5 a.m., and it contains anything and everything that's happening in Louisiana agriculture right there in your inbox. Well, coming up next, it's time for Grassroots Government, where we'll visit with Louisiana Congressman Ralph Abraham about the 2018 Farm Bill. That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at lafarmbureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. It's time for a look inside the halls of government in this week's edition of Grassroots Government on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The House-Senate Conference Committee on the 2018 Farm Bill met last week. That is the committee that reconciles the differences between the two bills that were passed by both the House and the Senate. Their job is to come up with a compromise version that they can then take back to both the House and the Senate and get a bill on the president's desk. Louisiana Congressman Ralph Abraham sits on that conference committee. Avery Davidson visited with Congressman Ralph Abraham right after the conference committee met last Wednesday. 
Carrie, thanks. Joining me right now on the voice of Louisiana agriculture is Louisiana's Congressman Ralph Abraham, the only member of our delegation to sit on the conference committee for the Farm Bill. And I want to start with your opening remarks that you made. You identified yourself as a voice of Louisiana agriculture. Being the diligent reporter I am, I checked the records. You are a Louisiana Farm Bureau member, so you can say that. Yeah, I definitely can say that. And I am the voice of Louisiana for the farmers. Look, we uh, still actively farm on my property, and uh, I have been a member of Farm Bureau for more years than I'll probably want to remember. Well, Congressman, let's talk a little bit about uh, the stand that you're taking there in the conference committee. You're standing up for keeping the work requirements for SNAP benefit uh, recipients. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that. Look, we know that there are those that need food security, and we certainly want to give that to that particular individual, whether it be a child, a disabled person, a pregnant lady, or the elderly. But those that can work and don't have any of those afflictions of disability or not pregnant or not raising small children that fall between that age of 18 to 59 and that really have no excuse not to be working Look, we want to offer them that own road to success, whether that be a good job or an education to get that good job or even some volunteer work. But let's get the money to where it actually needs to go to those individuals that really need the food safety and the food security. And let's help out where we need to help out. You know, this is the farm bill, so we're looking at a lot of the provisions you brought up that uh, cotton has moved from the stacks into ARC PLC. The PLC and ARC, that's right. And so tell me a little bit about how you think the discussions are going to go there during uh, this conference committee. I don't think we're going to have any problems whatsoever with the Senate version versus the House version on cotton being brought into the family, so to speak. I don't think we're going to have any major discussions on the crop insurance. We know, everyone knows that those farmers, ranchers, foresters, they need that safety net that if they have a bad year or a hurricane, like we were fortunately missed most of it just a few days ago with Hurricane Gordon, that at least they are bankable, maybe one more year. And that's all that crop insurance really does insure is that they can go back to their banker and say, hey, give me another shot at this. And that's, I don't think we're going to get a lot of uh, blowback on that. Now, the current farm bill expires on September 30th. That's right. How do you feel about this conference committee being able to do everything in this short time span? I think I feel good. The reason I say that is yesterday when we did have a conference committee of members of both parties, I mean, not parties of the Senate and the House, literally everyone that spoke reiterated over and over how critical it was to get this done on time, on target, and before the end of the month. What do you think is going to be the biggest um, the biggest point where it's going to help Louisiana farmers and ranchers and where you're going to be able to play the most vital role being in that committee? The, uh, there are many things, hopefully, that we will certainly get for Louisiana and, and all farmers across the nation. But for Louisiana specifically, what I am, I guess, worried about as much as anything is the loss of that family farm should an active member die and not be able to contribute. Right now, as everyone listening knows, that the laws are very strict, but we need to expand what is considered active members or active participants 
in that form. The other issue is the sentence size has that adjustable gross income coming down. We want to leave it up to 900000 on the house side because literally we are penalizing that farmer or rancher for doing a good job, being efficient, good, being a good manager of money. So why would we want to penalize somebody for that? So those are a couple of things that we're going to certainly fight for. I'll make this the, the last question. You also uh, yesterday brought up about rural internet access and broadband. Uh, is there anything that you see in this bill that will help with that? And what are you going to fight there for in is. conference? There is. And, you know, we, you know, my district, we know Louisiana, we know the South. It's, uh, you know, luckily we are, do live in good rural parishes and counties where we have wonderful people, but wonderful people need wonderful jobs. And now in today's world, to get a good job, you need broadband internet and you need you need high-speed internet. So certainly the Farm Bill addresses that. The USDA is also addressing it in another avenue along what's called e-connectivity. There's some funding for that. So we've got two or three uh, different programs in place, maybe, but when we talk again, we'll have some of this done. Well, we're looking forward to having that Farm Bill finalized. He is Congressman Ralph Abraham of Louisiana, the only member of our delegation to sit on the Farm Bill Conference Committee. Thank you very much, Doc. Thank you. You have a great day. Coming up next, we go in the field to get an update on sugarcane planting in Louisiana. We'll join Mike Malawson. He's a sugarcane and soybean farmer from St. Martin Parish. That's next in the field on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your Paris Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. We're taking you to the fields of Louisiana as we hear from one of you in the field on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We go in the field today to talk with Mike Malawson. Mike is a sugarcane and soybean producer in St. Martin Parish. Mike, how are things going out your way today? Oh, Carrie, things are pretty good. Uh, we, we dodged the rain yesterday. And we had quite a bit to our south, but uh, we're planting cane today. Hopefully cutting some beans later today, but I'm guessing uh, the showers will probably catch up to us, and that probably won't happen. Well, I guess that's been an ongoing problem for you uh, throughout the planting season uh, and soybean harvest as well. I guess uh, getting a lot of those pop-up showers here and there and everywhere. Yes, thankfully we haven't had uh, big rains here. We've had more nuisance, uh, you know, half inch to one inch here and there, but kept kept the ground pretty dry. So uh, we've been able to plant for the most part the last two weeks and squeeze in a little bit of soybeans ahead of that so we're uh, we're staying busy i'm afraid this weekend we're gonna it's gonna come to the end at least for a few more days we're uh we're kind of getting extra wet but not uh, like i said not over the top uh, just damp how many acres of cane and soybeans do you have and how many acres are you trying to get planted right now 
Well, we have about 600 acres of soybeans, uh, 2,400 acres of cane growing, and uh, six or 800 acres of fallow ground to plant. Some of that is at so- the same soybean ground. So uh, we're, we're trying to plant 700 acres of cane and harvest about 600 acres of beans. And uh, August, September is always our, seems to be our busiest time of year, mainly because uh, mainly of showers, but uh, we'll, uh, our growing crops surely need them, so I'm not complaining. What kind of yields are you getting on soybeans this year, Mike? Well, we ran a few tests early, and uh, we had some upper 60s on some, on some trials. But for the most part, um, right under, right above 50 seems to be the number in our area, which is, you know, considering we were fairly dry this summer, uh, uh, I'm I'm fairly very happy with that. I mean, it's not uh, it's not the huge yields you hear, but we have a few fields that have given well, and we still have some to go. So our later our later group fives might uh, might push some better yields for us. But overall, very satisfied. Crops good. Uh, we've we've gotten uh, except for the price uh, damage has been minimal. Marsh has been good. Uh, very little bug pressure this year. Just a little bit of a little bit of a uh, loopers, but uh, very easily controls. It's been a it's been a good soybean year, uh, provided we can get some price relief a little bit later in the in the season would would surely help. Mike, how far along are you in getting your cane crop planted this year? Yeah, we're, we're probably approaching eighty percent today on on cane, and we'll be waiting on a little bit of beans to harvest to wrap that up. So uh, we'll slow down a little bit, get some seeds spread out, get some. Uh, new, we got a new variety coming in. Uh, from, American Sherry Cane League this uh, next week. We'll be putting that in the ground as well. So kind of slowing up for the most part. You know, we're uh, we're definitely over the hump and, and looking towards the end. So you're ready to try that new variety out? Yeah, we'll always put some in. Uh, we, we get new varieties occasionally, and uh, we put them in on our farm, and, uh, and, mo- and most folks do as well. And uh, just kind of see how it goes, and I'm, I'm expecting next year we get a couple more. Uh, so it's definitely uh, things are looking looking up in the cane industry as far as varieties and, and new and new, uh, new technology coming to us. Mike, how would you say the cane crop is looking at this point in the year? Well, I think our planted cane last year and our, our stubble, our, our fairly new stubble, is uh, is doing well. Has a lot of vigor. The oldest stubble, these things is two and three, four years old. Definitely the dry summer took its toll on it. it it's growing now, but it'll be the first things we'll harvest, first first stalks we'll harvest. So I I don't expect yields to be really good really good there, but we have a lot of potential in the second half of the crop. So I, we have a chance to be to have an average crop this year, maybe slightly above average. Uh, sugar content always the variable. Um, there's a lot of sugar in the crop. Uh, it, it increases yields dramatically, and it doesn't matter kind of what this, how good or how bad the crop looks. Yet, if we have a poor sugar crop, it doesn't. You know, we have a lot of cane that doesn't really help either. So, a good balance is um, is, is is. But it's always tough to make that call until you actually get a few weeks of harvest in. Mike, where would you say uh, you are as far as getting ready for grinding season? Uh, you have a date, target date, when grinding's going to start for you guys? Yeah, uh, we haul a Lasuka in St. Martinville. We're starting on the 25th of September, and that seems to be the the day that most mills is going to start 
either a day or two before, a day or two afterwards. So I guess a couple of meals are going to start in October. But for the most part, everyone will be underway by the end of the month. Well, Mike, as you mentioned earlier, I know this is a very busy time of the year, so I'm going to let you go, but I do appreciate you giving us an update. Thanks a lot. No problem, Kerry. Anytime. Thank you. Coming up next, it's time to look at the markets. Our regular market analysts, Greg Fox and Dave Foster, are standing by with their insights on both the grain and the cattle markets. We'll look at the markets next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Farm Bureau has been working for Louisiana's farmers and ranchers since 1922, and that work continues today. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. Farm Bureau knows you're busy running your operation, so while you're at work on your farm or ranch, Farm Bureau is watching out for your interests, so join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Now let's look at the markets with insight from the experts at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. To talk about the markets, we go to Greg Fox. He's a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Well, Greg, looking at the soybean market, we actually ended on a higher note on Friday, but overall it looks like a fairly quiet trade. What's going on in that market right now? Uh, not much. We haven't seen hardly anything change news-wise. We're still kind of staring down the same issues. Uh, just some bounces, you know, some positioning, cleaning up their positions to get ready for the report next week. But nothing's really changed. We're still staring at trade news, seeing if that's going to get any different, get any better. And we're still kind of eyeballing the, you know, national yield. Is it going to come in at 53 or 50? Uh, everybody's kind of waiting to see what US, USDA is going to peg their numbers in the report or next week. We've had some private crop tours happen, and I know some other estimates have come out on the crop, and it looks like everyone seemed to start agreeing with those numbers we got last month, that this is a big crop, and are we looking at the possibility of it getting even bigger? ProFarmer pretty much agreed with what US, the USDA put out. Uh, Informer came in a little bit lower, but yeah, overall, I, I think everybody kind of agrees that this is a big crop, and unless we see some kind of weather move through that damages it late, it's going to be a big crop that could get bigger. Greg, I know you deal with a lot of farmers at this time of year across Louisiana. What are you hearing from them on how harvest is going so far this year? Well, on the positive side, we're, we're hearing good, consistent yields. You know, we're hearing some guys in the 50s and higher, and overall, they're averaging a very good good yield for South Louisiana and in most parts of Louisiana. Uh, right now, we're running into where the negative is this weather that's hitting us. It's wet. It's humid. Uh, the crop doesn't want to dry down. You know, they're having to cut wet beans, and a lot of the grain facilities are to the point where they can't handle those high-moisture soybeans simply because they're not loading them out fast enough. So they don't want that moisture sitting in their facilities. So that's the biggest problem we're running into is we need some dry weather and we need it fast so that we can get through this harvest. 
Greg, you and I have talked about the possibility of increased wheat acreage in Louisiana, which is pretty much dried up to almost nothing. Since you and I talked to the last time, though, uh, boy, the wheat market has really kind of tanked. Do you think um, this kind of washes out any possibility of seeing increased wheat acres next year? I think so. Uh, a lot of folks wanted to get closer to that $6 mark before they even considered booking anything. So you know, if we make another big run back to the $6 range, I think guys would jump in and book some and be happy there. Uh, but, you know, wheat's so finicky. You know, it's a world commodity. And anytime, you know, good or bad news pops up, it makes a big run up or it makes a big run down. And, you know, that's kind of been the trend on the wheat. You see it up 21 day down 15 the next and then down 10 the next and then you know back up 20 it's been real tough to gain any traction uh any kind of world news just really makes it swing big one direction or the other greg fox with the louisiana farm bureau marketing association thanks a lot greg appreciate it Uh, no problem thank you and to talk about the livestock markets now we switch over to dave foster he is a market analyst and ceo of cattle producers of louisiana how's things going for you today dave Everything's good on this way. Well, we are getting some rain, I know, as you and I speak, and uh, this state needs rain all over it. Uh, We're still looking at dry pasture conditions throughout Louisiana. I looked at that weekly crop progress report that I watch, and we still have well over a quarter of the pastures in Louisiana rated poor to very poor. So this is just wrapping up a tough summer for Louisiana cattle producers. Yeah, no doubt about that. And with this rain, you know, it... uh who knows? It's never it's never too little, too late. But it's all it's getting awful close to uh, to being that way. Of talking to the same folks you're saying, and talking to those people throughout the state, there are some folks that are trying to get their their hay deal finished up and just waiting for it. And now, of course, uh, which always kind of happens uh, if if it isn't uh, if it isn't raining. The army worms are are uh, are giving them fits, so they're just kind of back and forth dealing with all of that. But as we all know, that time is running out to to get that hay in. But every little bit is going to help, especially this year, and especially those that are really really suffering this this dry weather. Well, Dave, you know that's something about agriculture and the cattle business. It cannot be done all in an inside controlled environment. It has to be done outside, and we're at the mercy of Mother Nature. And you know, it just seems like, and maybe it's just me, Carrie, but it just seems like to me that that weather is is playing a more significant part in uh, in all of agriculture, and and it. Uh, it, it, it's certainly certainly the, the deal this week, and here we are uh, again uh, for us, uh, right into the to the heart of uh, of moving cattle to the markets and those that have sold direct or sold on the video earlier, uh, they're picking up cattle and moving cattle, and so everybody's been in that game, and and uh, so we get get to all this storm. Uh, worries about coming up the first part of the week and some of the sales in Mississippi were canceled because of the of, of that and here uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen but um, but there was uh, an effect uh, not again not knowing what to do then the storm moved on up through uh, the good news is that it moved up on through up through and uh, gave some more moisture to where a lot of our people, the people up there are planting wheat, which is a great thing. Uh, 
And uh, I know the people in Texas Panhandle and over through Oklahoma, uh, they're working last week to get some early wheat in, and that's all good news for us. But the downside of that is we were looking at, again, a pretty good corn crop. And for and what that translates to, of course, is cheap feed, which translates again to uh, our cattle prices here, and uh, needing cattle to go on the wheat pasture and and cattle feeding uh, cheaper gains, which is always good. All those are positive things. And then this old storm moves up through all that corn country, where they're again they're <laughs> they got their combines ready to to start the harvest and uh and now we've got all this rain moving through well dave i know you keep an eye on our local louisiana livestock auction markets tell me what you've been seeing our prices this week at the local markets were a little bit up and down some folks were were getting along pretty good others others were it was a little bit draggy uh again i think it has to do more than anything with the with the flesh conditions of our of our calves coming to market, those balling, unweaned, fleshy kind of calves are getting discounted pretty good. Uh, the harder kind of cattle, uh, there's a huge demand for them, but the numbers of those are lower. So we've really we we're kind of we're kind of in betwixt and in between. But I can tell you this that uh, we're we're we can honestly say that we're certainly into uh, moving the bulk of our cattle and that'll, that'll continue certainly through September and, and into October. Uh, but, um, again, I think that all in all, the markets have held up really well. Uh, we're still in a, in a waiting game to see what, uh, what will happen, but demand seems to be good and the outlook seems to be good. So those are, those to me are all positive signs of, uh, of where this deal is headed. Dave Foster, he's CEO of Cattle Producers of Louisiana. Thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good one. Coming up next, we'll look into next week to see what's coming up on the Louisiana Ag Calendar. That's next on The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture Podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. I grew up in Louisiana farm country, and I know all the hard work and sacrifice that you put into raising livestock, growing a crop, raising a family, and running a farm. Farm Bureau puts that same hard work and sacrifice into making life better for you and your family, so join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Now to wrap up this week's podcast, let's take a look at what's coming up this week on the Louisiana Ag Calendar. School is now underway, fall is getting underway, and that means it's time for our Louisiana Ag in the Classroom teacher workshops to get underway. Now the purpose of these workshops is to bring teachers in and show them how they can use agriculture to teach all of their other subjects, math, science, social studies, and so on. These workshops have been going on for several years, and they're put on by the Louisiana 
Ag in the Classroom Committee. We have two Ag in the Classroom workshops going on this week. The first one is Monday, September 10th in Manny. That's in Sabine Parish. And the second one is on Tuesday, September 11th in Laplace, Louisiana. If you'd like more information or you'd like to register for these Ag in the Classroom workshops, go to AITCLA.org. Again, AITC, that stands for Ag in the Classroom, AITCLA.org. You can find all of the upcoming workshop locations, dates, and you can register right there. But for this coming week, we're looking at Monday and Tuesday. On Monday, a workshop in Manny, Tuesday, a workshop in Laplace. That is a look at the ag calendar, and that puts the wraps on this edition of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Remember, you can keep up with us on social media. We are on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We keep those accounts updated each weekday with the latest news and information in Louisiana agriculture. We'll see you next week right here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Join us again next week. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.